D&D 5e has picked up its fourth official starter adventure kit, this time taking our fledgling heroes to an isolated island ravaged by the undead, and the lingering curses of a long-dead dragon. Players will have to investigate shipwrecks and sea caves, help the local kobolds, and perhaps stop a young dragon before they tamper with something they can't control. But if you're starting out, is this really the best option for your new playgroup? Well, let's get into it. The timing on Stormwreck Isle is odd, to say the least. It was released in late 2022, and with what is essentially a new edition coming soon, I know that's what they don't want to call it, but that's what 1D&D is. You can go watch my thoughts on that in one of our previous videos. Anyway, but of the three official 5e starter sets, two were branded tie-ins selling off the popularity of Stranger Things and Rick and Morty, respectively. The last non-branded starter set we had was the Lost Minds of Fendelver, way back in 2014. I'd still thought that Fendelver worked well enough as a starter kit, not to necessitate a new one, but it turns out there's a twist. The Lost Mind of Fendelver is getting transformed into a full 1st through 12th adventure path, using the original starter kit as, appropriately enough, a starting point for a much deeper adventure. Fandelver and Below the Shattered Obelisk is set to release sometime in late 2023, and with Fandelver growing into a full book, Watsi needs a new starter kit to take its place. When it comes to what's included, Stormwreck Isle is fairly bare-bones compared to the previous starter sets, but the price tag seems locked in at a low point. For 20 bucks, you can get the box starter set and the PDFs seem to go for the same price. This is 10 bucks lower than the branded starter kits sold for, but you're also not getting any extra goodies like minis or DM screens. All told, it includes all the items listed here, and as you can see, it's definitely a starter kit. Just like Fandelver, Stormwreck Isle gives you five handouts with fully pre-made characters, just missing the names. Stormwreck's sheets do a better job of explaining how all their features actually function, making for fewer delves into the rulebook and faster comprehension. They also pepper the background features with some character motivations. Overall, the pre-gen sheets are definitely an improvement on past iterations. Also, just like Fandelver, Stormwreck gives us six, not seven, polyhedral dice. They're fine, but it baffles me that they can't put in just one more D10 to give new players a full, normal set of polyhedral dice. I can't imagine it'd be that much more expensive to put one extra die in there so that players can roll percentile, but okay. Stormwreck Isle is technically one adventure that takes players from 1st to 4th level, but functionally it's a starting hub area connected to a final mission, with a middle made up of two small unrelated dungeon crawls, well, mostly unrelated dungeon crawls, and a few random encounters. That might sound like I'm being critical of it, but I actually really like the more episodic nature of it. It's just probably going to hit a couple people a little bit strangely. The plot is centered around the titular dragons. The first is a powerful dragon NPC that acts as a benevolent quest giver, and the second is a long-dead evil dragon whose grave is slowly corrupting the island. Two more opposed young dragons pop up at the end, one allied with your quest giver that can aid the players in their final fight, and one villain trying to perform an evil draconic ritual. Before we get to the dragon-filled conclusion, we have two mini dungeon crawls that can interchangeably be run at either first or second level, each ending with a level up. The technically first of these adventures takes place in a sea cave fighting sturges, fire serpents, and formerly friendly corrupted mycenids. The second, ha well, 
technically second, has players investigating a shipwreck infested with undead and harpies. In between these adventures, we have a handful of minor random encounters, and the players are expected to return a dragon temple to rest under the care of our benevolent dragon NPC. Each encounter is bite-sized in a way that I think will be greatly appreciated by most new players. Each dungeon is only a handful of eventful rooms rather than a slog, and while the encounters are only loosely connected, it is one cohesive story just in manageable chunks. It's also significantly shorter than Fandelver, and you can expect to finish up with Stormwreck in about five to six sessions, with each session having a satisfying arc completing a whole distinct section. Compare that to Fandelver, which is more likely to closer, like I'd say around 10 to 12 sessions, often ending sessions in the middle of a dungeon crawl or a combat. I also need to quickly note the advantages of always returning to a home base, especially for new players, but this is a tip I give to almost every DM that asks me for advice because it's just helpful in any kind of campaign setting, especially for larger groups. I talk about that in my larger groups video, which you can go check out. But anyway, the Dragon Temple is populated with an assortment of entertaining kobold characters ready to cheer the party on as they head out or arrive back from their missions, giving the players great opportunities for roleplay. Ultimately, this adventure is very simple, very straightforward, but not boring. The mini dungeons are filled with interesting creatures and encounters that would be entertaining even if dropped into an adventure designed for more experienced players, at least in my opinion. The conclusion is a fight against a small but fearsome dragon that the players should be invested in fighting, and if this was my first experience with Dungeons & Dragons, I don't think I'd be disappointed. It might be a little too exactly what I had expected, but I wouldn't be disappointed. Dungeons of Stormwreck Isle seems like it was genuinely designed for new players rather than just being a shorter than normal adventure path. The bite-sized nature of the encounters gives you excellent odds on getting full and satisfying games, even with shorter sessions. The encounters themselves are varied and provide a good mix of quick combats and relatively simple role-playing opportunities. The player's story hooks are simple, but at least tentatively hook into the plot and get the players to ask questions and involve themselves in the story as much as they want to be. The bite-sized nature of the encounters is good, but it's a double-edged sword. The players can easily lose the thread and be left wondering why they're doing anything if they aren't paying enough attention, which is often a problem with newer players in general, but this doesn't do anything to assuage that. Beyond that, I may be spoiled, but I was disappointed to see just the weird minimum six die set and nothing else for the starter kit that's just kind of weird. This is probably a pricing limitation, and if they added any extras, they might not be able to keep the price at $20, but the $30 branded box set includes DM screens, extra dice, and even miniatures. As a box set, it just feels very slim, and only the bare minimum was included. I just wish we could have had a good adventure path and also get some extra dice in the box. I don't think that's too much to ask, and it's just weird to not include it. To me personally, that doesn't affect my rating or anything. I would never disparage any of the hard work that went into these adventure paths or anything like that just because dice weren't included. That seems like more of a corporate decision than a creative one, but it is worth talking about. With this being now the fourth D&D 5e starter set on the market, choosing to recommend this product really comes down to comparing it to the other three. So let's do that. The branded starter kits were bad. Full stop. Rick and Morty vs. Dungeons & Dragons was a very generic and unpleasant mega-dungeon with copy-paste Rick and Morty art and a few burps. 
this isn't me coming down on Rick and Morty or anything. In fact, I'm kind of surprised the creativity and all that other stuff from that didn't make its way into the book in some fashion. The Stranger Things starter set was intentionally made to be like a middle schooler's first campaign, and the nostalgia was vastly outweighed by the terrible quality and the kit's only value was the little Demigorgon mini. Sorry to be harsh for any of you that enjoyed it, but I personally haven't met anyone that has, so I feel kind of safe being that harsh. That leaves us with Fandelver, which is going to be a tough challenger to beat, mainly because right now Fandelver is free. Right now on D&D Beyond, you can get the Lost Mind of Fandelver digitally for free, and $0 is a hard price to beat. That being said, I do feel that Dungeons of Stormwreck Isle is a better adventure. Stormwreck Isle is a bunch of small encounters linked together, which is perfect for players just starting out. I've run players through Fandelver before, and many of the mines encounters start blending together as they go through numerous groups of goblins and advance through much larger dungeons. I don't think anybody is going to mistake their encounter with a fungus octopus for any other encounter. All the fights and characters in Stormwreck just feel much more memorable and genuinely fun to play through. This also means that while the encounters are fairly simple, experienced players can get some good fun out of the starter adventure. To me, this makes Stormwreck the perfect starter if you've got a mixed group of players. Both newbies and veterans will enjoy this adventure, and while the veterans might find it a bit on the short and simple side, I think you'll end up with a far superior experience than if you slog through a ton of goblin fights in Fandelver. Bottom line, if you've got 20 bucks to spare and you don't mind a single percentage dice missing, I do think it'll be worth your money to buy Shipwreck Isle rather than introducing players to the game using Fandelver. The quality is there, and it seems like an overall better experience that'll be well worth your money. Our final score from everyone here at Skullsplitter Dice was an 8.5 out of 10 for new players and a 6 out of 10 for pretty much everyone else. And I will quickly add, if you are the person that is the dungeon master and you are putting together this group of newbies to play Dungeons & Dragons for the first time, and if you are experienced, it might be better for you to just make your own custom adventure for these newbies that caters to their specific interests. but those ratings still stand. Thank you guys so much for watching. I really appreciate it. Be sure to like and subscribe because we put out new content like this all the time. And if you and your group are going to try out Dragons of Stormwreck Isle, please let me know down in the comments. And also let me know down in the comments how many times I accidentally called this Shipwreck Isle as opposed to Stormwreck Isle, because I guarantee I did that and just didn't notice till I started editing this video. Uh, thanks again for watching. My name is Patrick Ferguson from Skull Splitter Dice, and until next time, farewell.